Revelation 11.15 Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. This is the moment for which Christians have prayed for over two millennia. Thy kingdom come. The proclamation comes from heaven by multiple loud voices. John has witnessed a loud voice nine previous times, but this time is different. This time, there is a transfer of ownership, passing the keys of the kingdom from the ruler of the world to the Father and his Son. The transfer is irrevocable and eternal. His will is to be done on earth from now on. This is the moment prophesied repeatedly in the Old Testament. Daniel 2.44 In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. Daniel 4.3 How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Daniel 6.26 I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom Men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and enduring forever, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, and his dominion will be forever. Daniel 7.14 and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Daniel 7 26 through 27. But the court will sit for judgment, and his dominion will not be take, will be taken away, annihilated and destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him.
Zechariah 14.9 And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be the only one, and his name the only one. Continuing in Revelation 11, beginning in verse 16. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God the Almighty, who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath came. And the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. The wrath of men is impotent. The wrath of God is omnipotent. The wrath of men is wicked. The wrath of God is holy. From the Psalms, chapter 2. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance, and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Back to Revelation 11. In verse 19. And the temple of God which is in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, and sounds and peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. From Hebrews chapter 9. Now even the first covenant had regulations of divine worship and the earthly sanctuary. For there was 
a tabernacle prepared, the outer one, in which were the lampstand and the table and the sacred bread. This is called the holy place. Behind the second veil, there was a tabernacle, which is called the Holy of Holies, having a golden altar of incense, and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden jar containing the manna, and Aaron's rod which budded, and the tables of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. But of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Over 40 years ago, the imaginations of moviegoers worldwide were collectively launched into speculating about the fate of the Ark of the Covenant. In a highly fictional blockbuster movie, we were led to Egypt, where the tale said the Ark had been carried after the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. Who knew? All we had to then, as now, is open the Word of God. Right here, in Revelation 11:19, we are told in no uncertain terms where the ark has been all this time. In the temple of God, which is in heaven. We're not told how it came to be located there. It doesn't really matter. The fact is, it's there. And God chose the sounding of the seven trumpet for the big reveal. Recalling from Revelation 10:7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God is finished. As he preached, to his servants, the prophets. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near.